This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome in to Take Command. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson with you and with us today for the first part of the show. You know him from the Kevin Sheehan Show, the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast, and other things that are named after Kevin Sheehan. It is <laughs> Kevin Sheehan. And Kevin, it's appropriate you are our first guest here on the podcast as you really? were our first oh, guest. Yeah, we, we went guestless on Monday. And during our pregame show all year long, you were the first guest every show. So I, I feel like this is appropriate. Oh, the first one on the pregame show. I was the first one each week. Yeah, you were always in that first hour with us. That was fine. That was fun and fine. Both of those. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun, but also terrible. We didn't do a good job. No, it was it was fun. It was fine. Um, And you also have a I'm putting this in air quotes obsession with the schedule. Really, just you have a running bit over the course of years of doing the mock schedule every year. I want to know the story behind the mock schedule. I don't. I think I actually used to do it on my own. I was such a loser. Like around this time of the year when the schedule was coming out, I would like sit there and pencil out. Right? I want the Dallas game to be here at home, and I want the road game. I want them to play on Thanksgiving. And then um, I think I was doing the show with Rigo, which was, you know, like 16 years ago now, something like that. And he was like just dumbfounded by the whole mock draft thing. Like he didn't get it. He didn't understand why people did it or why people were interested in it. And it was really even 16 years ago, the mock draft thing was huge. I mean, it's been that for 25 years probably. And I just said, yeah, no, people are into this. The draft is a big deal. And I said, but what would really be absurd would be to do a mock schedule. Because I actually fool around and pencil out a schedule before schedule day. So I started it then. And a good year for me is to get like one game right. That's a phenomenal year. Um, and a, an average year is to get like, like already I know this. If, if the Chicago guy is right, I predicted my mock schedule that Washington would play Chicago on Thursday night football. And they're going to play. Chicago on Thursday night football. The date's wrong. I'm about two months off, but I consider that to be a win. That's like a half win. <laughs> if like we're doing over unders, and it's like you know four and a half is the number. You got your half. You got the, oh, no, the, the, the over under number is about one and a half. Correct. It sounds like it's and half. Get, it sounds like it's point, point five. Yeah, I got a half point on that one. All right. So yeah, so it might be point five. The over under. We hit the line. We hit the line. Now we just got to get one more right. Um, what? Where did you think the Jacksonville game was going to be in your mock schedule? As I should tell the audience listening, because people will listen to this because it's a podcast at some point over the next couple of days. We're recording this about 2 o'clock on Thursday, so some of you were probably listening, uh, laughing at us afterwards, after the schedule has come out, at whatever we're about to say. Uh, but 
as of now, we the only game we really know is that Jacksonville, per J.P. Finley, is going to be the opener. So where did you have that one, and slash who did you have opening this season? By the way, there's no such thing in the podcast world uh, about, about dated content, as long as we're <laughs> having fun talking about it in the moment. Agreed. Agreed. I had Jacksonville week four at home. I had at Indy as the opener, just doing oh. Carson Wentz against Indy. Now, the Jacksonville opener is Carson Wentz returning to the scene of the crime, which wasn't actually that game was in Jacksonville, but against the team that may have ended it for him in that season finale last year in Indy when they got blown out by Jacksonville in a game they had to win to get to the postseason. So is that like why you like doing the schedule? Because it's like these little storylines that you're weaving in and out. Is that kind of why it's fun? Or I've always been fascinated with just the process, like the logistical challenge of putting mm. an NFL schedule together. It's, it would be... I would actually love the LA Times did a story last weekend. They had a guy on the inside watching them put this thing together. And it really is an amazing challenge, right? You know, 32 teams playing 17 games with primetime TV. TV is really the driving force for a lot of it, but competitive, you know, fairness is a part of it as well. And they can never make everybody happy. But I think that that process would be fun to be a part of. But no, I've just focused on Washington. When I really cared about the team, and I don't care as much as I used to for many reasons, um, I just would be excited to, to see, you know, okay, they should be playing Dallas on a Monday night and Dallas on Thanksgiving. I hope it plays out that way, you know, and it would be more just sort of nerdy stuff. But, um, yeah, this, this you know, total uh, mock uh, schedule is to be mocked by all of <laughs> It's there for that purpose. It's stupid. You know, that, do you have a time of year that you do? I mean, obviously, we, it's close to the schedule release. But when did you do it on the show? Was it this week? Was it last week? So, you know, the schedule used to come out before the draft. It used to be in mm. April, right after, like, the NCAA championship game and baseball starting. It would be the next week or that week. Right. You know, the first or second week in April. Um, they um, Because of the pandemic, they waited to schedule – 2020 and then they're like why are we doing it early we should wait for the draft anyway and for everything to be completed but i think they used to do it earlier because they wanted you know teams to have more time to plan um but i think this makes more sense yeah and like you mentioned that you kind of do it just for the logistical exercise are there any specific storylines of the games on the schedule that you are looking forward to covering this year and Craig, you can answer that question too. I'm curious. Game which hasn't been announced, like the Rams have Buffalo at home this year. That's mm-hmm. a possibility. Dallas at home, but Dallas opened at Tampa last year in the Thursday night, you know, opener. Right. Maybe Dallas do that two years in a row as the road team against the defending champs. Probably not. But the NFL is after ratings. I mean, Dallas at LA in the opening Thursday night game would be off the charts, just like the Tampa game was last year. Um, I think Buffalo at uh, at the Rams, the two yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, I think Buffalo is the Super Bowl favorite right now, as we speak, and they're certainly the AFC championship favorite if, if Kansas City isn't. So that game would be interesting, and then San Francisco against LA would be a rematch of the NFC title game. And then I think the holiday games are always interesting. You know, Thanksgiving is the most watched NFL day of the year in the regular season. Mm. Those games are always super highly rated. We've already got one game released, Vikings-Patriots at night. 
And Washington plays at Detroit and at Dallas every year. So there's still a chance that they could play at Detroit or at Dallas. I did learn earlier they're not going to play on Christmas Day. There's a triple header on Christmas Day going head-to-head like they've never done before with the NBA. They've had double headers on Christmas Day, never a triple header. So, and by the way, when they go head to head with the NBA, they destroy it. <laughs> yeah. and, and Christmas Day is known for being an NBA day. But when the NFL has Christmas Day on a Saturday or a Sunday, they'll usually do a double header. And last year there was one. It was Cleveland, Green Bay, and then it was Arizona, India, I think, in the night game. Because I think Carson. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the ratings were through the roof, and they, you know, they, the NBA paled in comparison. Yeah, so which NBA, I hate. I it, but. Yeah, I mean, as an NBA, Kevin, I know you are too, a big NBA guy. Like, I always look forward to the day full of basketball. I usually do too. But the NFL always is, you know, I find myself watching watching the football too. Um, and part of that's occupational hazard, obviously. But um, in terms of stuff that I'm looking forward to, I mean, there's some great revenge games. I mean, you, you have Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. You know, you have uh, a rematch of that epic bills chiefs game on the schedule like there's a bunch of good storyline matchups and some of those like the bills chiefs as long as everyone's healthy like that should be good some of them are like more individual players and you look at them in may and you're like that's cool and then by the time you get to november the player involved is hurt and you're like well never mind uh and and so that that's the thing about trying to predict the schedule like even as we get into the commander's schedule in a few seconds here or a few minutes here like they're predicted to have one of the easiest schedules in football they're tied with the cowboys which makes sense because they play almost the entire same opponents to have the easiest schedule based off last year's records but who knows what's going to happen like and, and also when you get those teams you know if jacksonville figures some things out it takes them five or six weeks you get them week one you're great by the end of the season, even if they don't make the playoffs, maybe they're like a, a hard team to beat. So I, I think well, that's the, always the interesting thing. Cleveland, they've got on the schedule. What if they get him when he's out and right. suspended versus when he's back and has played a couple of games? That's 100%. A- so it actually leads to a good question for you, Logan, of like, as a player, did you care about this day at all? Did you care beyond maybe like if you had a game, say, say San Francisco was on the schedule in a road game, and you know, like your family was going to want to come or something like that. Outside of like very personal reasons, related to uh, getting tickets for people. Did you care about this day at all? I didn't care at all. I cared less than, like, this was, like, the least important thing on my radar. Like, <laughs> like all I cared about was, like, you know, this is, like, kind of mid-off-season program time for the guys. So mm-hmm. I was like, am I doing what I need to do to get ready for the season? Am I learning the offense? Am I making good impressions? Am I spending time with my family in an appropriate way, like, kind of balancing this work-life thing? Uh, because oftentimes, especially later in my career, I'd leave, you know, I'd get out of the state, and my, my family, my kids would be here and I'd be away. So that was, I didn't care one iota. You know, my wife stopped going to the games once my kids were born. So like, she didn't even care. The only person that cared would be like, um, you know, like a high school buddy who'd call me and be like, Hey, can I get tickets to whatever game? And I'm like, text me like five days before the game and we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's funny to me that now I got to talk about it and you know, it's like this big thing, <laughs> but, uh, like I really, don't care. You know what I mean? Because like, like you said, like there's just so much that changes. Like you mentioned the Russell Wilson game, for example. Like that game should be a blowout. Seattle should get killed because like the roster compositions right now are so drastically different. But it's a cool story now because it's a revenge game. But it's going to be a terrible football game. So like I don't really care. You know, some of them. Uh, <laughs> so like that's like. And then as a player, like I don't care. Whoever we're playing that week, I'm going to watch the film, get ready, and then on to the next week. So you know, it's I'm trying to hide my total anxiety or hatred of talking about it but here we are going for it 
you know, hey, we're about authenticity. You better let the people know. <laughs> you know, teams care though, Logan. Players don't. And yeah. I'll, remind me because I want to tell you a story about our, our, you know, close friend Chris Cooley and the first year I did the mock schedule um, for him on the show. Uh, but teams care because they put in a list of their preferences. You know, like Washington, apparently their number one suggestion to the schedule makers this year was we want our travel reduced, our overall travel in short time frames compared to the rest of the division. Well, they should have a, a similar travel schedule to New York and Philly, but Dallas is further west, at least mm. on my map. So when they go west, it's a shorter trip. Apparently, Dallas has had the easiest travel schedule in the division the last couple of years because both all four teams have played a bunch of West Coast teams, but it's because of their geographical location. But um, Cooley made so much fun of me when I was doing my mock schedule one year when we weren't doing a show together. And he said, I don't get it. He goes, I couldn't care less about the schedule. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And then when we started to do the show together, swear to God, the first year I do the mock schedule and he goes, we go to, we throw it to a break and he goes, my mock schedule's coming up next. <laughs> I said, and I looked at him and I said, excuse me? And he said, I did one too. And I said, no, no, this isn't your bit. This is my yeah. bit. I said, I don't do a film breakdown on, on Tuesdays <laughs> after a game. You're not doing one. And he said, but I did one, and mine's much different and better than yours. Um, so I let him do it one year, and then he said, all right, this is your bit. It was too much work to put it together. Anyway. Well, even just hearing you talk about it, it sounded crazy. You know, like just looking up travel <laughs> schedules and availabilities and different, you know, like I was just like, man, I didn't even think about it. Like I just, as a player, you just take it for granted. You just show up and do it. But I'm sure like the logistical element of it is pretty overwhelming. I will tell you as a beat reporter, I thought about it. Uh, in terms of the travel, because the year that we had, it was 2018, uh, you had AFC West, NFC West. This year, by the way, it's NFC North, AFC South are the other two divisions that uh, Washington is playing in its entirety. But in 2018, the way it lined up, it was West and West. So we had like four or five West Coast trips, you know, West Coast being relative for some of those because, you know, you go to Kansas City and that's the AFC West. Um, but the airline miles stacked up. <laughs> and so I knew that like when the off season came, I was going to be able to go on a good free vacation and I was going to have airline status. So 2019, I had airline status. I got upgraded on like half of my flights for the season because I had just accumulated so many airline miles going to Seattle. I think we went to LA twice, Kansas city. So in, in that, that's where I live, Logan. You, you're just you. like, Hey, week at a time, what's on the film? I'm like, how many airline miles am I going to get? Can I get, can I get to gold status? What about silver? Well, it's also the cities you go to. I mean, for sure. I mean, Jacksonville's not a great trip. New Thank Orleans. God, I never. Actually, no, I did go once. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. We had New Orleans like three straight years. The best. Yeah, the best. Um, so, so, Kevin, I got a quick question for Kevin. So, yeah. obviously, like strength of schedule, and everyone talks about people improving and teams improving. Um, I, you know, like I think this team could have done absolutely zero this offseason and been in a better situation just because of the teams they're playing. Like, how do you view the strength of schedule thing? I kind of, you know, because like you always have such good insight in season. I know you might be in off-season mode, but curious to get your thoughts on that. I, I ignore it. The NFL is a week-to-week league. I mean, mm. I think the biggest, you know, we all do it in the business we're in is go through the schedule and go, you know, W-L-L. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous exercise. I mean, Craig's already touched on it. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. And every yeah. year, you know, half the teams that make the playoffs are teams that – if they were on your schedule, you thought it was a win because they sucked, you know, on paper. 
you just can't predict that. You know, there are a few franchises that are consistent, but year in and year out, like looking at the teams they play, right away you're going to think, well, Jacksonville's a winnable game, and, you know, Atlanta's a winnable game, and Cleveland, well, no, Deshaun Watson, the Giants twice uh, at Detroit, but that's a big mistake every year. Sometimes the games that look like W's are losses and vice versa. I think just the NFL is the the definition of unpredictability. Um, and it's so different year to year. I mean, sometimes, you know, you can't figure out who's good and who isn't until you're halfway done through the season. You know, it's really hard. Yeah. So I don't look at it as, like, the strength of schedule is based on last year's records. Um, Warren Sharp, I think it was Warren Sharp, did a strength of schedule based on Vegas's over-under win totals. That's a better way to do it, to look at what uh, the team is supposed to be in the upcoming year versus what they were last year. But even that, you know, is, you know, is, is, is a tough thing to predict. No doubt.